This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 74, Design and Digital Engineering Updates in ANSYS 2020 R2, and an update on news and events in the ANSYS world. Hi there, I'm Eric Miller, one of the owners of PADT and your host on these podcasts. Welcome to mid-October 2020. I hope that all is well with all of you who are listening around the country and around the world. Sadly, the number of cases for this horrible virus are going up. Please stay safe out there. Um, Before we jump into today's discussion, I want to go back to the topic of last week's podcast, Elastina. A longtime uh, Elastina channel partner in Germany released one of the coolest videos I've seen in a very long time. Um, I I may have let slip uh, a time or two that I'm a Lego nut. In fact, one of the reasons why I became an engineer was because of my childhood love of Legos. And uh, this channel partner in Germany, Dynamore, did a really cool thing. They modeled two Lego cars in LS Dyna, as well as in the real world, and crashed them. And then they showed the video side by side of the of the real crash and the virtual crash. Um, it, it's really really cool. Even if you're not an LS Dyna user, uh, I highly recommend it. If you do anything with simulation, uh, if you go to YouTube and search for the Lego Challenge Space Dynamore, uh, it comes up pretty fast. So the Lego Challenge and then Dynamore D Y N A M O R E, you'll find it. It's beyond cool, and it shows the really amazing capabilities of LS Dyna um, and some pretty clever engineers. So do check that out. But uh, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the mechanical simulation spectrum to the world of upfront design and the tools that answers offers in those areas. And um, we're going to talk about what's new in R2. I had a nice chat with Robert McCatherin, who lives in Houston and is one of our pre-sales engineers, and what he liked in this latest release. All right, I want to welcome everybody. I'm joined today by Robert McCatherin, who is one of our support engineers. Um, Robert, have you? I can't remember how many times you've been on the podcast before. I think it's yeah, it's been once or twice, once or twice. I know well, I did a, a an AIM one or something like that back in the past too. Why don't you introduce yourself to to everybody so they know what you do at PADT and how you got into the world of simulation? All right. Well, uh, I'm Rob McCatherine. I've been at PDT for about two years as an application engineer. I've focused mainly on the uh, mechanical and uh, discovery suites. Um, uh, prior to that, I was working in the maritime and offshore industries as a structural engineer slash naval architect, and I was using ANSYS for uh, uh, structural design of offshore structures and ships. So lots of plates and mm-hmm. uh, weldments and all sorts of fun loads here and there. Yeah, and definitely an industry that's uh, been taking a beating both uh, environmentally and uh, financially lately with the, was it three hurricanes that hit the Gulf Coast or was it four this year? Yeah, yeah, well, even the last one shut down uh, production to almost that close like 80% of rigs. Wow. Uh, wow. They typically evacuate and they, you know, do a little survey and then they go back. So it's a rough, rough year for that industry. Hopefully next year and every, and very few people have had a good 2020. So <laughs> yeah, let's hope we exactly. get it all out of the way. So, <laughs> what we're here to talk about is some good stuff in 2020, which is yet another cool release of the, um, the, the design and digital engineering products, um, which is aim, uh, discovery live and space claim. 
and uh, we, we're going to just talk today about what's new in R2. Um, these, these are great products. Uh, let's go ahead and start with AIM. Um, what, what's kind of your favorite uh, couple of additions they've made at R2 in the AIM product? Well, I think something that really helps out is they've brought over more of the uh, mechanical mesh controls and the size function method, stuff like that. So you get a good fidelity refinement. And uh, also as well, they've done a lot with uh, like mesh biasing. Um, mm. So you can, you know, start really meshing. Uh, if you're doing like, uh, like wall, um, wall behavior, like you're doing fluid, fluid flow and you want to have that nice mesh going up mm -hmm. from a wall, you can do that. Um, additionally, they've uh, improved uh, some functionality with uh, the visualization of beam and shell um, mm -hmm. bodies. So, oh, good. Yeah, they're a bit easier to see here and there, um, especially result-wise. Um, they've also added uh, distributed mass, uh, so you can apply it along edges. So if you have a beam model, they mm -hmm. can toss it on there as well. Um, you have multiple uh, inertia loads. Um, which is pretty nice, and uh, a big one coming from mm -hmm. the ship side is uh, yeah. structural shell offsets. Ah, so, yes. Yeah, so we can do that now, top, bottom, mid. Uh, just a lot of improvements um, taken directly from mechanical, mechanical solvers, just pushed right into AIM. Just exposing more and more of what people need uh, in the AIM interface. So that's good to hear. That's good to hear because we, I mean, most of our users of AIM are people who are new to simulation or maybe occasional users of simulation, and they need the, the a little bit more horsepower, but uh, aren't aren't ready to jump all the way into mechanical. So it's it's good that they're exposing these things over there. That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Good, good, good. good. Um, so that's aim let's let's go ahead and jump i want to finish up with discovery live so let's let's jump to space claim which is you know becoming our geometry tool almost exclusively this these days at padt what what more have they added it seems like they they keep finding stuff to make it better well the uh they've finalized uh, the the beta features involving uh scripting Good. And so that has now moved on. Uh, so now V19 is totally in, and now uh, V20 beta is there available. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to do beta options. Um, another big thing is they've done uh, block recording, which kind of makes it like a, I guess like a like a CAD-wise a parametric modeler in terms of mm -hmm. parametric and direct, because then you can see it records per operation, and you can okay. go back like like you would in SolidWorks, edit mm -hmm. something. Um, mm -hmm. They've also added a uh, constraint-based sketching following on that. Oh, um, very good. That right. has the biggest struggle I've had with space claim is because I grew up with constraint-based sketching. So I'm so glad they've added that. <laughs> yeah, it keeps it versus you having to select here and there and there and, mm -hmm. and keep it in your head straight of my selection. I want to pull this and that. You can mm -hmm. actually just tag it and move good. on. Good. Um, another thing is they've improved a lot with uh, auto-skinning uh, mm -hmm. and you can actually combine like a like let's say you've got a topology optimization and you've got like the parent body and right. you know in some parts of topology optimization you don't necessarily you, you want to keep some things well you can right. combine the parent and the topology optimization together select what you want to keep and you come out with something that looks a bit more you know realistic on the other end oh that's really useful yeah cool mm -hmm. um what else Let's see, they've got um, a lot of stuff for external documentation. Um, so now you can uh, 
you know, in the previous version, they introduced a lot of the meshing features into Space Gleam, so you can right. create your own mesh in there. Mm -hmm. um, they've added on to it, so now you know it doesn't have to all be within one uh, component or assembly. Mm -hmm. Different people can work on different components and mesh them independently, and you can bring them all together. So I think that's something worth stopping when we're talking about what's new, but and we've talked about this in the past about space claim, but I want to make sure people know that um, that's where we're doing most of our hex meshing these days. So so you can import and you can do tet meshing as well. So you can you know play with your geometry and create your meshes now in space claim. Um, what, what's what's your opinion of that, and how how are you finding it as a tool compared to say going over, taking your space claim geometry into mechanical? It's uh, it's really easy to be able to to tweak it because I mm -hmm. can start meshing a face, mm -hmm. and then uh, I, if I want to tweak, I can you know pull individual nodes here and there, and it kind of just works like a like a mat of working points at that point, mm -hmm. and then you can just pull that mesh down, and it will pull that it'll start making mesh elements throughout the thickness of a body nice, nice. and uh, and and like i said earlier but mentioned earlier about the biasing a name well because yeah. they've put it a name now they've <laughs> got it in space claim so very good got that too yeah so so people that may be using older uh legacy tools for hex meshing um it's really um, we're definitely finding it a great way. Uh, uh, I think if you listen to the podcast, you've heard Jim Peters talk about uh, his LS Dynameshes, creating those in Space Claim now. Um, it's it's really becoming a powerful, powerful tool. Um, and uh, it's it's far more than just a geometry generator at this point. <laughs> it's really yeah. getting to be powerful. Um, anything else in the Space Claim world uh, worth, worth talking about? I think the only thing is just adding on the external documents. They've really tried to make it a bit more robust to link up. I would say like totally link up with other PLMs, but to mm -hmm. um, be able to pull and make it easier to know where you're pulling from external document wise and okay. not have to replace things. So, mm -hmm. um, so it kind of fits into a PLM-ish form that way. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what they're going forward in the future. Especially as people are building more and more assemblies, right? It's just mm -hmm. uh, the days of a single. Well, hopefully for all of you listening in the podcast, I will have edited out the fact that my internet went down in the middle of our discussion here, but we're back. <laughs> and it's a great time to segue from Space Claim into the Discovery Live tool. So I know they've been working really hard on Discovery Live, um, big release recently. What's what's new in, in now with R2 after the, the last release? Well, the big things would be uh, in terms of simulation performance. Uh, they've really been working on on speeding up and making use of you know current technology um, mm -hmm. to really give as, as quick of a result as they can. Um, and uh, they've also added uh, Total pressure and dynamic pressure results for fluid, Good. and uh, they've expanded more topology optimization. You can add frozen regions. You can add a uh, 1D pool constraint, um, and you've got supports for uh, you can support for displacement and acceleration loads now. So if you want to oh. attach those as part of your, talk, your TO study, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been a big push into the rendering of results. Um, oh, so I wasn't aware yeah. of that. So, so um, much nicer looking uh, results now. Huh? Oh yeah, they've got ambient inclusion, so it looks all sorts of pretty. And so there's uh, <laughs> you have some really nice shaded results here and there. Um, 
it can make a difference. Um, I, I think, uh, especially when you're presenting to non-engineers, the, 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 your results are more credible. If, if you're showing them an old APDL plot versus maybe some new rendered plot, even though the results are the same numbers, uh, your credibility goes way up when you show the, the rendered one for sure. Yeah. Um, on the, uh, the, the big change um, in, in Discovery Live with um, really speeding it up, is this taking or, or allowing new um, GPUs that are coming out? Is that kind of the big change? What's, what's been done there? I think everything's still uh, along with NVIDIA. Okay. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, just make sure that, you know, your GPU is covered on that list and uh, that there's some, there's always kind of a, a risk in not having on the list. I mean, I've, I've ran into situations with uh, customers that have had it not on the list and it still worked. Um, and some where it, uh, you know, it definitely did not. Um, but in regard to the overall performance, if you take the, you know, they have that lovely little uh, uh, dump truck on the mm -hmm. highway kind of demo for the airflow mm -hmm. through through right. that. And mm -hmm. uh, it solves 65% faster now. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that's, so that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it's big for transient physics. Mm -hmm. So if there's any sort of fluid flow, anything like that, it's going to be a lot faster. Good, good, good. Or you can up your accuracy and still get the result in the same amount of time. So that's uh, that's as good as well. So I like that capability. What what else is uh, new worth talking about in the Discovery Live product line? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. The, the other okay. big thing was the topology optimization. Yeah. And yeah. uh, with that, it's just the addition of the the frozen places you can make, so you don't that won't get included in the uh, the rest of the TO, mm -hmm. and uh, and the addition of the loads, mm -hmm. uh, displacement and acceleration loads. Those I th I think that the the frozen geometry was a biggie. Mm -hmm. um, you know we we've had some good success playing with it, but it limited what parts you could uh, simulate using this really quick topological optimization. But now that you can freeze uh, portions that it's not going to move those, uh, remove material there, that's a, that's a big change. And uh, if you haven't played with topological optimization, I use the term play in a positive way from an engineering standpoint. Um, what, what I love about it is how fast it is. Um, and it seems more intuitive to me to, to kind of watch it morph and change uh, rather than kicking it off and coming back a half an hour later um, and seeing what it found. Uh, watching it go is really useful for me. That is a really nice thing about, uh, yeah, live with that, is that you get that little recording and you get the mm -hmm. chart too with it so you can mm -hmm. go back through different points and see. And like I said, it's all live, so yeah. to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, see it happen there. So really, really quick. And 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 I know that lots of people uh, may be using other kind of quick and dirty uh, TO products out there. Um, highly recommend you take a look at the Discovery Live topological optimization, and and I think you'll find it uh, much more powerful. And you can, of course, take your models over to the rest of the ANSYS world and do other things over there, so you're not limited um, in a, in a third-party product. So. Um, I think uh, I'm always amazed at how much they pack into these releases. They're very busy uh, engineers over there, the development team, oh, yeah. Ansys. Um, so um, what, what's the, now you've got, so we just hit the high points right here. Um, you're going to be talking in more detail next week. Is that right? Yes. I've got a webinar next Wednesday mm -hmm. uh, and that'll go over the, the official presentation through mm -hmm. all of it. So I'll, 
whenever we hit here, I'm going to go through every point on that time. Yeah. So. And, and, and dig into the details and have pictures and things like that. So as, as always, uh, do check out those webinars on brighttalk.com. And um, I, I, I'm, I hopefully you are done with the hurricane season and you, you're going to stay dry the rest of the year. So um, I appreciate uh, appreciate you working through all of the, this. Uh, we uh, I, know, I know it's it's stressful and we've we've been lucky at PADT with with all the the fires and the hurricanes and everything. I don't think it's really or flooding. I don't think it's really infected anybody too much. So um, yep. congratulations on surviving another hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> made it to delta right was the last one yeah yeah and we still have uh, a couple weeks left oh so, okay so yeah. maybe i spoke too soon but thanks for your time as always it's always very informative and uh we'll talk to you soon about something new in the mechanical side of things so thanks a lot all right you're welcome bye bye so lots to catch up on and some pretty cool features across a wide spectrum of tools. To see it all, please visit writetalk.com and uh, search for PDT to see this webinar and all the past ones. And since we're talking about 3D design tools in this episode, I thought it would be good to make our commercial a short reminder of PDT's product development services. Our PD team is the same group as our simulation consulting engineers, but they focus on the design, prototype, test of physical products. There are a lot of people out there who do design. What we do here at PDT is more about engineering. Design plays a critical role, but so does simulation, testing, material science, vendor selection, manufacturing, and especially project management. We solve the tough problems and find solutions that work in the real world. Whether you're solving a problem you found in the field, converting a napkin sketch to a technology demonstrator, or bringing a product from concept all the way to manufacturing, PDT's product development team is a great partner. So please do contact us at info at PADTINC.com or give us a call at 480-813-4884. We'd love to talk to you about your product design and product development needs. Okay, let's talk about ANSYS stock in the news. Um, the, uh, the market's been pretty volatile, but ANSYS seems to be doing actually very well, even um, setting another all-time high this past Friday of $357.93 a share. And that went down by the end of the day. That was a, that was a peak uh, around, I think, around 10 o'clock. And it went down to uh, 349.72 when the market closed on Friday, October 16th. So in comparison, the SAP S&P 500 is up 18% for the year, and ANSYS is up 40%. So there's really not much I can add to that. Um, with all the uncertainty and everything out there, it seems to be doing quite well, um, which is great to see. There's two uh, stories to talk about in the world of ANSYS news. Uh, one story is how that's kind of a kind of a threshold. The ANSYS startup program has doubled its size in two years, and over 1,000 companies across the world uh, and across industries have taken part in the ANSYS startup program. I know PADT is very active in it. We have quite a few companies that are part of our our version of the startup program that we do with ANSYS, and um, you know, 1,000 companies around the country and around the world actually is a pretty impressive number. So that's a lot of new companies uh, doing new things and using simulation to get to market faster, help them raise money, etc. So pretty exciting stuff. 
The other article I want to talk about is how Cummins is using ANSYS for a complete digital transformation of their R&D around advanced diesel engines. Um, so do check out the ANSYS uh, website, the news, they did a press release on this to get some of the details. It, it is a really a great example of how uh, simulation can make a product, uh, get a product to the next level. Uh, Cummins has really embraced the use of simulation to do that um, in a really good way. Uh, and it's, it's a fantastic example that uh, we should all take a look at and try and emulate in the ways that make uh, sense for our companies. PDT News, uh, we only have one announcement that we added an employee in New Mexico. Um, we've had an office in Albuquerque for quite some time, but uh, Art Newcomer is moving from our Colorado office to our Albuquerque office, and he supports our 3D printing customers in Colorado and New Mexico. So he'll be doing the same thing just from uh, Albuquerque instead of the Denver area. So we welcome him to New Mexico, and we're glad we're going to have him there to support our customers across that beautiful state. There are um, three blog posts on the ANSYS blog that are worth mentioning, in my opinion. <laughs> um, the first is called the Top 4 Applications in ANSYS Discovery, and it does take a look at exactly what the title says. Uh, four different applications examples in the ANSYS Discovery product, so that's perfect for what we were just talking about in today's podcast. Um, the second one is really something that we've been spending a bit of time on and um, using ANSYS Cloud, and um, it's on my Microsoft, especially using Ansys Cloud and Microsoft Azure. And it's a vital resource for business continuity during the pandemic. And we certainly found that with many of our customers, as well as ourselves, that uh, solving in the cloud was very beneficial and gave us the flexibility we needed when we couldn't necessarily come into the office or things were happening that didn't allow us to access the hardware that we needed to access or same with our customers. So check that article out as well, that blog out as well. And then the third um, is it's part of a series. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of articles about some of the startups uh, that are part of the startup program. In fact, there's an article about the fact that they got to a thousand. Um, this is called Autonomous Radar Systems. Arbe innovates with ANSYS Startup Program. And it's about how they use the software through the ANSYS Startup Program to really make a very cool uh, radar system, very small radar system. So check that out as well. Uh, we will have some articles on the ANSYS, on the PDT blog uh, coming up in, a, in about a week, hopefully. Uh, just got to find some time to put them up there. Um, and then let's take a look at upcoming events. As mentioned in previous episodes, uh, we're cramming a lot of stuff here in these last three months of the year, and that continues. Um, of course, the webinar that uh, we were just discussing on the 21st on design and digital engineering updates in ANSYS 2020 R2, that is on brighttalk.com. And as I said, on the 21st from 11 to 12 Phoenix and Pacific time, which should be um, easily accessible either on our padtinc.com slash events or uh, going to brighttalk.com. Next, we have a, another webinar. Uh, actually, the next day, we're uh, focusing on a new powerful ANSYS electromagnetic capabilities for EMI EMC simulation. So, different group of people. That's why it's just a day later. Um, and really looking at what's new over on the electronic side with EMI and EMC. Then um, uh, one of PDT's new employees in the manufacturing department is going to be taking part in an Arizona Technology Council webinar on funding opportunities for advanced manufacturing. So this is looking at um, how to raise money to try out and explore new ways of making things. And uh, we're very happy to be talking about how we do that at PDT. So that is going to be on uh, 10 and 27. 
um, the October 27th, and uh, at, from 9 to 10. It's part of the Arizona Technology Council's uh, events. So you can find that on our event page, or if you go to the Arizona Technology Council's events page, you can register there as well. And then the last event for the month of October is our third webinar of the month, or maybe it's the fourth because we already did one before today, um, New ANSYS Electronic Desktop Capabilities for Electronic Design, Validation, and Sign-Off. So this is going to be on the 29th as well at 11 o'clock. So we hope you can take part in one of those webinars. And in November, just as an update, uh, we will be um, doing the Governor's Celebration of Innovation Awards. PNAT is a sponsor, an active member, and I'll be speaking a little bit at that. And that's the big uh, gala event for technology in the state of Arizona. And uh, it's going to be virtual this year, <laughs> needless to say, from 4 to 7.30 on the 4th of November. And uh, on the same day starts the uh, equivalent event at the New Mexico Tech Council called Experience It or Experience IT. Um, and that's their conference. They break it up into two days instead of a full day. And I'll be speaking as well. We'll talk more about that probably in the next podcast. And that's on the 4th and the 5th of November. And then we finish up the month with another Technology Council event, which is the 8th Annual Aerospace Aviation Defense and Manufacturing Conference. And that's going to be on the 12th. So more about that, as always, on our events page on the PDT website. And that sums everything up for this podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening once again. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to our newsletter at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in and spread the word about the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast itself at whatever tool you use to get your podcasts. And don't hesitate to reach out uh, to tell us what you think about the podcast. So we'll talk to you later and uh, have a good two weeks. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 74. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS, Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.